Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Intrinsic Minds back at it again. G-O-D here. And as usual, alongside Raymundo F. And the F is for flat, pa- flat plane, baby. <laughs> What's up? What's going uh, on? Raymond, been- Raymond F. Baby, f- flat plane, flat earth. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, do, I do have to. Well, how about Raymond the Realm Earther? Because that's what it really is. That makes more sense. I'm, though I'm, and I've said this before, I, I'm not against, like, it's just the term flat earth. Like, I, I agree that it's like a, it's not. It's just not a globe. That's all. It's mm-hmm. just that's where I'm at, right? And I, I'm not, I can't tell you the shape of what it is and if it's an exact flat disc. And there are even those arguments that come out, well, what about mountains? What about, the, well, it's like, no, no, the ground level, the ground, like it's, mm-hmm. it's a, you know, it's flat. If you did but zoom I out, hate, zoom out of the right, mountains, it's, it no looks, matter what. Right, and then you, right. But I'm more of, because the way, where I come from with all this stuff is, I just believe in patterns, right? I'm, I, mm-hmm. I have Pallas Athene conjunct my son, and for the people who don't know astrology out there, Pallas Athene was the like, mind of zeus the feminine mind of zeus who noticed that she was pattern recognition and intelligence in a creative form and seeing things in a bigger picture type of thing and i'm, I'm also a sagittarius rising i'm a very big even though i'm a gemini and i could talk a lot and be detailed i'm a big picture person and for me i just think if you look at nature nature has all the answers kind of embedded in it already and the the Maldebrat figure and mandalas and the fractal nature and the holographic nature of everything you know, I mean, and I'm generalizing. I mean, we could speculate on what all that really truly means, but in the end, I just feel like this is a realm. It's a place. It's like there you can't wrap your mind around what shape it is, other than the fact that I would think it's a toroidal bubble. It's like a cosmic egg. That's where I'm at. That's a, and I I emphasize that to everyone of like I'm don't x me in as a flat earther or flat plane guy, but I am in a way. Yeah, like that concept fits my belief in the cosmology at the moment but that's due to other extended reasons why i think that way where i am a very pattern-esque type guy where like i do like to look at things and say okay well there's a repetitive pattern at play here so it must work as uh, as above so below right like as on the smallest scale of things and there was a recent study that just came out about how they discovered electrons or mini torus fields Mm. right so like Everything is these these toroidal bubbles, like even Ken Wheeler, the master of magnetism and knowing what particles really are and all that and how it's this holog- holographic, hollow, fractal type nature. And it's everything's not solid and it's all energy, which is magnetism or the ether. The fact is, to end this rant, is that's to me what would make sense the most. Being on a ball where water magically sticks to it and it's spinning at this amazing speed and flying at this, all that makes no sense to me. And it's... The flying through space thing is the thing that gets me. I'm like, eh, yeah. And the stars and how it lines and even just Orion's belt lining up with with the Pyramid of Giza always exactly. Yeah, that's that 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 alone right there is enough to question it at least. Um, 
Well, and the stars are always in the same spot. No one's ever seen the curve. Um, yeah. Water has it's never been a repeated fact or never a repeated. There's never been an experiment where they've gotten water to stick to a ball. They've gotten like a uh, a droplet to stick to like a, f- a finger or like a plant. That, but that's that's you know that's surface, right. It's that's different, different. That's right? different and than that's surface tension. I just the whole gravity thing too. Like everyone out there listening, go to your Google or DuckDuckGo or whatever you use, and t- and just ask the question or even ask Siri. Is gravity a theory? Or is it a fact? Now, of course, some things immediately say, hey, it's a theory and all that. And go, you know, go look it up. You'll see. And then, of course, now webs, certain websites go, it's both. How is that even a like? To me, what that's saying is, is the uh, description or demonstration of the thing says gravity is a thing, but we can't prove it. But because we could see it, it's there. Mm-hmm. So they actually say it's both a theory and a fact. If yeah. something is a theory, it's not a fact. But that's what they try and say. So go, mm-hmm. that's another thing, right? So anyone who argues the whole like gravity thing and all that, gravity is still hocus pocus. It's just that we, we're all sticking to the ground and there's no other explanation, which there is, but gravity is still like a unicorn or like a leprechaun. Like it's not real. Like it's not proven. But mm-hmm. the, but the, demonstration of us being on the ground and things falling and all that is a is you know it's a real thing that doesn't say that doesn't exist but the theory wrapped around what gravity is is a farce it's a farce and they say it it's 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 it, the answer to it is incomplete. I mean, that's why I always that's why I always say I'm like science should any sort of scientific discovery and stuff no matter what should always constantly be tested and stuff. Because I think once you kind of fall on these definitives, when it comes to science, you start dangerously crossing the line of dogmatism at that point. And we're just kind of being like, yep, that is unless it's more of collective, a collective conclusion on more. So the fact that it's been tested, proven, and it's, it's unchangeable in a sort of way and stuff. But most likely I think that it's, it's, it's always got to be tested, whatever, Whatever the theory may be, whatever the cause and effect is, the hypothesis, it's that's that's the point of science. Yeah, and in the end, it's just it's well, and just to add one last thing is, it's just not that whole mm-hmm. topic and that community. And it's it. I don't care anybody out. I I don't ask me in with as I'm a flat earther, but I'm someone who believes in the realm. That community is not stupid. They have a lot of great points. I agree with them on most things actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still think it's something just mm-hmm. to be investigated and speculated on. And we should stop diminishing the fact that certain people like are out there that have a lot of great arguments. The fact that the world's not a world's not a globe and Mm -hmm. and all that. And then all the other questions immediately flood the people's mind of why would they lie and how could all these scientists lie and all the Mm -hmm. universities and all that. It's very simple, but you have to. That's 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 an episode. That's an episode of of its in itself, really, because there's a lot to that. Yeah. And um, Mm -hmm. it's to me, I just hate people who have arrived i said that last episode like you just shouldn't have arrived at anything yet you don't know like most people that spill their beliefs about anything astrology flat earth um uh I, I, dude i mean even rupert sheldrake with morphic fields gets a little bit of heat richard mm-hmm. tarnas who was a harvard graduate um and wrote um, some amazing books uh 
uh, what was it? Something of the Western mind and Prometheus and, and Cosmos and Psyches, of course. He's a Harvard graduate. He was an extremely intelligent guy, wrote about astrology and, and the history of uh, the world with astrological transits of the outer planets, mostly, and all that. And uh, he even got flack for, like, you know, through the academic community that he was crazy. Hmm. And, um, but if you go read the information, if people drop the whole, like, peer review, hive mind like oh he doesn't believe mainstream so attack him or he's stupid or he's crazy or he's delusional that just got to be dropped it's just got to be dropped and we got to start um mm-hmm. having fun with all like have have fun yeah people don't people don't like being people don't like that whatever that they people become too comfortable that's the thing they become comfortable in something that they know or lazy or so no yeah or lazy but they 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 get become comfortable in something that they they think that they know or learn and and then anytime something kind of challenges that and you know i think i think this is where the laziness comes in and it may be more of a subconscious thing it's like as soon as there's another thought or idea or theory or you know questioning of of that thing that they so you know they know or that they learned right away that's our challenging and it it brings up this kind of defensive mechanism and that's just a personal trait flaw in them as well that's been reinforced by many different i guess you could say hierarchical type systems that they're in and therefore that allows for that argument and to oust people and they have a majority there's a majority of those people rather than the people who are alternatively looking at it and questioning things and stuff like that. And, you know, therefore, you know, but, but, but if, if they were to not and actually sit down and really engage with whatever these alternative opinions are and theories and equations, whatever it may be and stuff, then I think that would be more of a, it, it would kind of dissipate that whole uh, defense mechanism and stuff and everything. But the world we're in now today is a very reactive one and part partially some of the things that we're going to talk about, especially, you know, since we've gotten into this year and the previous year and everything. Um, but yeah, what about you, Ray? What's what's been titillating your mind lately? Well, I was well, a lot of things, really. Uh, you know that my obsession with the whole I, I mentioned Rupert Sheldrake and all that with the morphic fields and all that. And I've been a big uh uh, you know, I, I'm a fan of the, the manifestation stuff and all that. And I, I do think we create reality and that we send out and, and there's some sort of functionality with that. We, with our consciousness and our emotions that we create and bring things to us and synchronicities happen and we align with the right people and all that. I also think that there's this half faded part of it where the astrological soup of energy is doing the same thing right back to us. So not only are we creating reality, but that uh, the planets or the realm itself is emanating this super ether of um, uh, of energy that of consciousness or whatever you want to call it, uh, for lack of better, I guess, label of what I would just say it's the ether that we are cr- with the creation of reality. I'm what's been on my mind the most is how things work, mm. and the fact is, is a lot of people think that you can't answer that, and so the idea of morphic fields. Uh, which is very fascinating to me right now. And Rupert Sheldrake's work is amazing. And it's about how, you know, morphic fields are communities of people or they're these, uh, they're, they're um, uh, uh, termites or um, uh, schools of fish or whatever, any type of uh, 
groupthink or hive mind. Uh, it made the um, experiment of the hundredth monkey effect make a lot of sense. And he's saying that there's this like cloud or strata of consciousness and information that exists, and that's how species carry on. Like all the information in, from a species uh, through whatever means, maybe the DNA, maybe the water um, and DNA, and somehow things being passed on. But it's not just genetic. There's energetic memory. And so that's what's been, to me, probably some, one of some of the most important studies I've done recently because I'm trying to figure out how it all works and how it's all possible because then that's going to actually give the opportunity for people who don't study this stuff or re- like to research or don't have the time to really start kind of at least just opening their minds. That's been my goal uh, for now over a year because one thing I do have to state is I'm tired of things being repeated over and over again and nothing being able to be, I can't, like, I can't go and express this information to other people who already don't believe it or study it mm. and even just pry open their mind a little bit, like just crack the shell. And so that's my thing now. Like I'm on a journey to study what maybe these morphic fields have something to do with the transmission of energy um, and the transference of energy of maybe from the stars and to us. Like maybe there's this, the way that the ether kind of, allow it's a medium and it allows things to be communicated energetically and that's how reality is created and so we do it ourselves and then we also do um we work with the realm itself we work with astrological transits and that's doing the same thing too so i've been fine i've been trying to find that bridge of how could at least all of this be possible and the fact that a scientific field has existed since like this the 80s or 70s i don't know how long ago he started Mm -hmm. doing this stuff but him and bruce lipton who is the father of epigenetics saying that the environment has an effect on the dna or the the way that even bodies are formed and and how people grow and all that other stuff that our environment and the energies around us are doing just as much manifestation in our lives as we are with our consciousness and our emotional energies and these morphic fields are like i feel like a key um it's a key topic, a key bridge topic that could actually start bringing things together, even with what the earth is, which in my eyes, after learning that, you know, a morphic field is a toroidal field and that it generates and, and creates a body or it creates a school of fish or like a, a group of animals, a, a certain species or anything like that. And all the information gets in this energetic um, field. And I'm thinking, well, maybe that's what the earth is as well. So like that and that would explain my whole realm earth theory. Um, but I'm just starting to learn about it more and more. There's on the other end of it, there's also the dark side of it too. Maybe this is how mm-hmm. with the ley lines and um, you know, the nodes on the earth and why certain things are, are done with these, uh, you know, like the rituals done by these, the dark elite, right? Like the dark cabal of uh, with the Grammys mm-hmm. and a Travis Scott concert and uh, you know, any, any of that stuff that there's energy being transferred transmit there's a transmission somewhere and we're somehow ingesting it and who knows what that's doing so that's you know not to jump around but that's really where my mind's at and what i'm interested in the most not the what the shit is not the what the conspiracy is or what the fringe is and oh my god what the numbers are and yada 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 like all that is i feel like evidence to certain thing but what's the underlying what's the undercurrent to that what's carrying all that you know what's making all that happen and why would they you know because what i just said before about the earth i'm rambling here but what they said you know what people well why would they do it you know or why would they lie who knows mm-hmm. so like let's you know th- th- that's why it's like let's find out how the realm that we live in works mm-hmm. or the earth that we live on works yeah and who's to say who who's to say that anybody's intentionally actually lying 
you know, I, th- I think, I think, I think there could be a possibility with a lot of these things that, you know, everybody wants to come up with a they for, um, there's a good chance that these they's that people think are doing this thing probably don't even realize it themselves. They don't, they're, they're not, it's, it, it, it might be less than 50% unintentional. It could just be bad data, bad numbers, just bad, just, you know, incorrect leads, basically, um, just by something that's been put into place and implemented. But yeah, no, you, I mean, that whole thing with morphic fields um, is really going to be a field, uh, a field, a field of study that's really going to help be the building blocks to this bridge that we want to gap. I mean, that, that we want to create between the gaps of these many different topics. Um, and this, this will allow us to, to really kind of hone in and have more of a direct line connection of what it is, uh, when we're trying to see, you know, how is this, how, how are these things happening? How are they working? Even if it's some sort of dark force, even if it is some sort of global elites, you know, it's kind of manipulating things or whatever, how are they doing it? Um, but yeah, so, uh, but before anything, make sure you hit that like button. We appreciate everybody in our last video that have, um, that were in the comment sections, all your votes of confidence, of confidence in us has been great. Um, we're excited just as much moving forward and going into everything. So definitely take the time to hit that like button. Caution, nothing. Yeah. It, it's a real simple we, gesture, but a big thank you to us. Yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate also the patience mm-hmm. and, uh, we, you know, mm-hmm. we, we're, me and G always say this. We're trying to do something a little, uh, I won't say bigger as in importance, but bigger as in, you know, we see so many of these communities and different topics and all that, but we've always wondered how things really work. And that Mm -hmm. involves basically all of it, right? Like if you took the truth community, conspiracies, rituals, spells, sigils, etymology, mythology, astrology, archetypal psychology, um, Everything that you start like see playing out in reality and then going into that undercurrent, like I said before, of like, well, wait a minute. So so people are just doing rituals because it turns them on. Like I, I want to know, well, there's 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 some sort of significance here. What's the value in it? You know, wh- what's going on yeah. here? So we appreciate the patience and you're as you guys consume our conversations. We're growing as we're doing these episodes more and more and more. And we're still like, it's been a long journey. I've been doing this for a long time. And how many times I've kind of drifted to the left and the right. And then I make a spiral back to where I was like five years ago. And I'm like, oh, I was studying this. And now this is important. That's how the work is for this stuff. Like all of a sudden you mm-hmm. thought something that you stopped watching. You know, what, Gio, when's the last time you watched the Bill Donahue video? It's been a while been a while right and many things sometimes revert back to that and there's new developments because your perception and the filter you're working through ends up evolving and that's and, and you know what that hits a key point right most people when they watch or consume something and, and i'm speaking for other people because i'll speak for myself like you think it's like okay i've collected this data I'm, I, I'm it's there and i understand it now and you think you understand it to the fullest but then it leads you to other information and then you realize that maybe some new information you learned a few years ago returns you back to that and you have this new filter and you're like, if I didn't go back to this, I wouldn't have had these new realizations again of something I thought I already understood. <clears throat> you know, so that's the importance of how you think opposed to what you think. There's a lot of people who don't want to, whether they don't have the time or they don't have the patience 
to to watch the same things over and over again. Gio, we were just talking about watching the same movies and shows all over again. I'm a master at that. Mm -hmm. I could watch the same shit over and over and over again. I never get tired of certain things if I like them. But there's an importance to that in this type of field because new developments are always happening Mm -hmm. or there's always information that... I mean, there's a, a lecture, I said this last episode, of Manly P. Hall talking about magnetic fields and the magnetic fields of the human body from the from like the 80s or like the 60s it was just it was old mm-hmm. and it connected so many dots to little things that i was learning now and i'm like oh man how many things are out there that are like this but if people just thought they knew it all already or that they thought that it's like oh i, I get it like whatever even like astrology i mean we don't understand it completely yet we believe in it right because we use it and we learned it and all that but who knows what developments come down the road to really maybe mm-hmm. morphic fields are a thing and maybe there's a way to use this type of new science to like mm. i don't know coagulate there's that mindset with like how you work with transits and morphic fields and the body who knows who knows what's already out there who knows what's coming so it's great to keep an open mind and then also keeping yourself balanced at the same time right with yep. like what uh, uncle ken was saying uh that an open mind is like opening your house to everybody and you could let the wrong people in and that could be a bad thing. Like you could let the wrong people in if you have too much of an open mind or an open house, which understandably, so that takes discernment. But there is the patience factor and the persistence factor of like, I don't know any, like I'm just going to treat every day. Like I don't know anything and I've just collected data and I've, I just stay in the suspended state of mind. And that's what we're going to constantly do that. So mm-hmm. back to the, yes, thank you for everyone who has commented and liked and subscribed and all of that. And we appreciate the fact that if you're taking the ride with us, that there are going to be times where we come back to things and that we want to reiterate what maybe we even change our minds about stuff, but it's almost like teaching ourselves and you guys and everyone else listening that it's okay to do that. And this is the way the, I think the right way to do detective work and researching on how reality is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, dealing with, uh, you know, Taurus sun, Mercury and Taurus, Virgo rising, uh, Virgo mid heaven, we're trying to analyze and, and really create the practicality with everything we do and the, the support, the constant support, the more it grows, the more, the, the faster we actually get to utilizing every sort of, you know, thing that we need to, in order to create that practicality and be able to deliver tangible, valuable information, uh, and with things to use. So, yeah. So yeah, once again, thank you to everybody liking and subscribing <clears throat> and commenting and everything. Um, I think I've said it before in the last one too. Um, definitely once that, once that website goes live and the whole subscription thing start, we'll definitely do an offer for the first few people, uh, that, that subscribe. We'll make sure to make it juicy for you. Yeah. Very nice. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we, um, so we were talking before about, uh, the fringy side of things. Um, we did Mm want to hit on a few of the things that happened. Uh, you were talking about the, uh, most recent bank collapse and all that other stuff. Maybe we can work mm-hmm. the astrology into this. Um, I had a thing I wanted to say before about even the astrology and we can work that into all the changes that are happening and mm-hmm. even some of the more conspiracy based stuff. But um, you know, the way we approach everything or the way that we're seeing things, the filter we're working through, we have two really big transits this month, which is Pluto leaving a sign that's been in since 2008 Capricorn going into Aquarius. And then we also have Saturn, which just entered Pisces. And to me, what I see is the whole reality shift going on, both in science and both in religion. People's beliefs and their ideals are about to change. And if you fight that, 
this is where you learn the beauty of astrology, where you know mm -hmm. that certain things are about to change and you're ready for them mentally and emotionally and know that you're going to be challenged for the next two and a half years with Saturn within, in, in Pisces um, with what you believe or what you think is possible, what your, you know, your spirituality, your religion and all of that. And then with Pluto and Aquarius, you're going to have all the gunk from big tech and uh, you know, all the control mechanisms being used on here through with information because Aquarius is an air sign. So the way we even deliver information or what information is making it out into the airwaves, all that stuff is going to, there's going to be this um, rebirth, but we're going to have to go through a death <coughs> as well. So there's a, there's a big change coming. And I think the best thing to do is to keep that mindset we keep speaking of, because if you're too rigid right now, or your mind's too closed on the other end, then it's gonna be a it's gonna be a uphill battle. It's gonna be really hard, and I think it's getting rid of that rigidity, and so allowing all of us to be able to think more openly and also share openly without criticizing too much about certain information, especially the conspiracy stuff. We could we can go into a little bit that that's there's a level of importance there. Um, so, Geo, at first you, you said you wanted to talk about the uh, you know the UAPs and the spy balloons. What's your what's your thoughts on all that stuff? Yeah, well, so when it comes to that, I think that that really I, I felt that being like, you know, so that happened, you know, between January 28th and, uh, you know, also it was a few times like February 4th and the 10th, the 11th, the 14th and then shooting all these things down. All right. Well, just from just from the just from the observation point that I just, you know, that I want that I, that I want to kind of speak about. And clarify like that we didn't really get to like talk about when we did that that patreon app was the fact that let's just look at this right in what military responsible organization would you shoot first ask questions later when it comes to an unknown threat and especially if it's supposed to be some sort of possible alien thing or whatever and stuff with their advanced technology you wouldn't just shoot at something that you don't know what it is and possibly invoke some sort of catastrophic war of some sort and stuff like that um that that that's one two if this was if you know say okay so say this is not some sort of out of world tech out of world technology some extraterrestrial technology Right. And it's just some sort of, you know, Lockheed Martin or, you know, BlackRock and Vanguard group or something like that. One of their one of their equipments and we're shooting it down. Right. Somebody's shooting it down. Uh, don't you think that would come out in the news to be like, hey, like lawsuit, you, you shot down our 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 shit. Not only that, irresponsibly flying it in 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 um, restricted air zones and stuff. And too. so, you know, they would want some sort of compensation. For shooting down their their equipment and stuff like that that's one i mean that's two um the other thing is why has none of this shit been recovered why is there no reporting on recovering this stuff oh they said i think one of the excuses was uh uh that it got lost in the snow or something like that you'd find that shit you would find it if 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 this was something very um unknown and and was sought out to find out what it is so with those with those observations alone you know 
you you got to see it as these people that right away you got the you got the UFO alien people right away that want to believe that it's some sort of extraterrestrial being. I'm sorry, given the circumstances, given what I just said, it's not. It's not. Um, especially the fact that there's been so much uh, disc- uh, there's been so much uh, you know confidentiality around um, around extraterrestrials and UFOs and everything and stuff like that. And yes, more recent times there's been talk about disclosing some of this information and everything and stuff like that but just the fact that it's so openly spoke about by the pentagon and the media and it's just so in in front of our face and it was happening multiple days and everything and stuff like that just smells smells fishy to me does not seem like this is some sort of you and you're telling me that aircraft our aircraft and and some sort of interdimensional type aircrafts that can move at the speed of sound speed of light or whatever and stuff and morph and all this stuff are getting shot down by our our air force mm, not buying yeah, if it they get, if they could come if they can come in and out of yeah. you know inner space mm-hmm. then how is it like we could even right and i to me it's it's all it's it's it is fabricated um I I don't believe a, a single thing really about it, and uh, I know everyone kind of like loves to suck on Elon Musk, um, his fucking pace, but um, I, and and the whole Mars thing and space thing. It's just to me, all of it is just overly fabricated, and I don't I don't get how you can't watch this stuff and at least question it. But like to me, it's like real obvious. It's real obvious that there's it's all agenda based. We've known this. We've known the government and the and and parts of the military have been so agenda-based for the past 60, 70, 80 years. Whoever, since the Federal Reserve, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and beyond that, I think this goes back to human history. I mean, I think this is just something that when people are in power, they want to hold their power and they'll do anything to do that. And this, to me, smells like agenda that they would want people to either be distracted uh, in fear, both, um, or some sort of deep social engineering type of uh coup d'etat i guess mm. and uh to me there's just it's 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 kind of irrelevant mm-hmm. um what i think we're being distracted from if we were to speak on that end is i think we're being distracted from ourselves and i think we're being distracted from our own spiritual development and i think that's the spiritual war that we're at where even a lot of the satanic rituals that you see at the grammys and you see uh, with concerts and music videos and stuff, and then it's aired and you see it flood on TikTok and you see it flood all over the uh, YouTube and all that, that there is some sort of distraction at play. And yes, I think a lot of it works. I think a lot of it's true. I'm a person that does believe in magic with the K. I think that there is um, metaphysics to all of it. And I think that all of this stuff plays into consciousness and where we direct our consciousness and all of that. And by the way, when we talk about morphic fields, that will play into that as well. Um, so I do think that with the UFOs, I think it just smells too fishy. It, it, to me, there's just when something doesn't make enough sense. To me, it's like you have all those people that are logical, over, over logical, rational about 9-11 or the ether and if it exists or not. Um, quantum physics, people who fight all like this new science or these new discoveries or old ancient cosmologies or topics that people are like nah you know um one off the top of my head would be like crystals or rituals they did ritual they did good rituals you know like it's like people discount that but then they're being done 
right in front of your face at, at the Grammys or with the UF, UFO stuff. It's like, didn't they shoot down the idea of UFOs like 20 years ago or like mm. not too long ago? Where they're like, ah, no, we're the only ones in the in the universe. Their planets are too far away. And now it's all over. Like, mm. and it, or if that there, we did know about the existence with like Roswell and all that, that it was Area 51, everything was so discreet and all that. And then right, just, you know, like um, they just happen to want to bring it all out all at once on top of a pandemic and on top of, uh, financial failure and, and the banks and all that, all that stuff going on all at once. It, it, to me, there's just too much, there's too much at play that could be agenda based. So I can't believe basically any of it. Hmm. And I know you're a big proponent of this, but even the astrological influence kind of says this stuff. Yeah. The corruption of the government, the end of Pluto Capricorn, Pluto brings up all the, the sewer, like all the shit from the bottom, the bottom of the sewer. And it, it makes it flood to the surface and it brings awareness and, and transformation and rebirth of consciousness. And don't you think that everything's so fishy that you're like, I think this is all mostly bullshit. Look at our president. It's yeah. all bullshit. It's been bullshit since even we had the apprentice. Or, you know, Trump people hate me for this. Or it was the apprentice, right? Yeah, we had we've had we've had actors. It was an actor as the president of Ukraine and there was an actor as the president of the United States. And now Joe Biden. If if you take that guy serious, I think you got you got something to work out there. But yeah, to me, it's all just too fishy. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's too inconsistent. It's a UFOs to me. We don't even we still don't even understand what they are, what mm-hmm. they could be. And there's so many possibilities that why do we have to say that those were even mm-hmm. UFOs or military technology? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. So to me, the the, the most useful and valuable thing I can get from this is this must be a distraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like. If it if it is a distraction, I mean, one, let's point out the obvious. Everything's leading to the fact that you could you could rule out any sort of uh, interdimensional uh, extraterrestrial type beings. If that, that being that being what it is. No, you can definitely I, I'm I'm pretty confident on that, that you could rule out that that's not what that was. Am I saying that some sort of beings don't exist? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying given this circumstance, it's not. So then you have to ask the question then is I'm just like, okay, so what? Well, let's not get too focused on it because yes, absolutely. You know, is it, you could ask the question, well, was it, was it our technology? Was it, um, was it another country's? Is it a threat in some sort of way? Well, I think that's the point where, where now if you come to that, instead of thinking it's, you know, aliens, well, what would be the purpose of doing that? Now you could say now if another country was doing it, it's, uh, trying out some sort of uh, technology that, you know, can be used in some type of attack or whatever and stuff like that. But that just leads you down the road of fear and fear base of some sort of imminent attack. And, you know, I, I think if that's the case, OK, well, what if it's our own country that's um, practicing using this type of technology and and uh, even readying readying people in some sort of sense? Well, then right there, there that, that's enough answer that you need right there is to be like. Either way, whatever side, whether it's the U.S. doing it or uh, an ally country or even an enemy country, the fact that there is a big proponent of trying to um, create this alertness, uh, this sense of sense of fear of some some imminent attack, which what does that get you to do? That gives you a vulnerability of complying with something. And we've already experienced this with the whole pandemic bullshit and stuff like that of this needing to comply for the betterment of our nation or for your, for the people next to you or whatever and stuff like that. 
So it's like, have we learned our lesson from maybe that when it comes to this, to constantly looking up in the sky? I mean, they came out with that movie, Don't Look Up, too, uh, before all this. And it was about something in the sky and everything. And um, or maybe not. Sorry, it was called Look Up. <laughs> so that's the thing. It's like I think I think it was. Don't, no, I think you're right. I think, I think it was, maybe don't, it was look don't, up. Look, don't Look Up or something. Um, I didn't I didn't watch it. Uh, I, I haven't really watched new movies. Much. I did watch that movie. Um, but- it, it was it was very it was very propaganda. It was like very propagandish. Like it just it, it just you can see that preparedness of trying to get people in in the zone, and then also trying to get people on maybe more of the conspiratorial side to just be like, see, you see, they're rubbing it in our they're rubbing in our faces, they're throwing it in our faces, they're 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 mocking us and stuff like that. Well, I, I don't I th- don't think that's necessarily the purpose. I think. There is a sense of trying to create these open social experiments to also see different reaction. But I think no matter what, it desensitizes. Even though some people may be in the, in the fear-based reality of it and stuff like that, but it desensitizes them to what is a threat and what isn't a threat. And how much of this is a threat to me personally, how much isn't it? Um, and, and therefore, it, it allows more of the this vulnerability to be like well i need to i need to watch the news more now uh, so i could stay up to date and see what's happening with this thing you know rather than focusing inward on maybe some things for yourself um and to to ask certain questions for yourself and get you to follow the certain narrative and stuff um and i th- do think that there, yes there are the, the, those deceptive tactics as well but that's the thing but if you were to go inward more and and kind of see more so of even when it comes to the UFO and UAP stuff, if, if you go more so into the research of things and you really see where this technology, when this technology was even kind of started and replicated, it'll bring you down a whole rabbit hole, not to get lost in a rabbit hole, but bring you down a whole rabbit hole of understanding. You're the rabbit. Yeah. Of, yeah the, you're the, there you go. And it would bring you down this rabbit hole of, of looking into even, um, uh, the, the you know the development of the Antarctica Treaty, Hitler in World War II, and the, and and uh, his his military advancements that he created with um, replicating UFOs and UAPs and and all different types of uh, of weaponry and everything, and even how before that in the 1930s there was some sort of aerial phenomenon over LA, and they blacked out, and they had spotlights going, which is very like not talked about a lot which is pretty crazy. Um, and it was like in all like the newspapers and stuff like that back then. I forget what year that was. I think it was like 1938. But then when you look even further than that and just don't fall on this fact of just being like, oh, well, it's aliens or something like that. Or, oh, it's a, you know, a country and stuff like that. You see that the purpose you start to find, because when you go really deep into that, it's crazy how you get into the whole understanding of the secret societies and uh, the real, the real society. And then what even was really the basis of the real society that went back to more of origins of, 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 of humans. And, you know, I don't even want to say root race, but more so of humans because that got obviously manipulated in some sort of way, but then you then, but then it'll allow you to see more into this type of, alchemical understanding of maybe the more significant truths of even your own self 
um, which we don't have enough time to go into those things. But eventually we'll do probably more of an in-depth talk on that, whether it's real society, what real even is and that whole thing, how it relates to prana, chi and all that and stuff. But one thing that it was crazy more so on the astrological side when it comes to that is it made me really think of, you know, the whole spy balloons, UAPs and all that shooting shit down was Mars and Gemini. You know, it's act, this this activity in the air that is very martial type activity going on in the air. Um, but more so, I guess, in a. You know, could it be this or could it be this, you know, like and it's and it's very, very confusing, but deceptive as well. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 kind of what I think on that. And also, I think there was something along the lines where that was interesting about. um. I think where I forget where it was, where one of the, I don't know if it was a spy balloon or no, I, I think, I think it was this one of the spy balloons or something like that. I remember if it was where it was shot down or where it was spotted, it had, it was, uh, it, it was on where that across, um, eclipse line is that intersected the, what the eclipse line for 2023 or 2024 where it's going to where it's going to intersect with the eclipse line from 2017. Yeah, and that's where those patterns I guess could there it's where there is deliberate sides to this and things I think are done in a very occulted type way. And so that's why going back to my mindset here on learning how it's all possible or how it works learning what they would be doing opposed to just constantly just pointing out what what it is like what the event is and what the numbers in gematria match with it and all that stuff like it's data it's it's all important it's not it's just that the overabundance of just talking about it and then having just constant speculation we've done that since the truth community was birthed on the internet right like it's just been speculation and all that and then every now and then you you, you end up catching some information where you're like oh that's why they would do a ritual on the eclipse line because you have these ley lines of intersecting energy and energy and 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 like i said the morphic field thing we talk about next week if we do you know i'm I'm sure we'll probably end up doing that um Mm. it's connecting those those dots why would they choose mars and gemini what is that deliberate or is that more of like to me Mm. that's where the organic side comes in it's like oh well it's i mean Mm. I don't think they're just monitoring the astrology and like, oh, this date for yeah. a ritual, this date for a murder, this date for the. And a lot of people are convinced that's what happens. Well, but it's and I'm sure it's maybe done and I'm sure it's done a lot. I just think it's a very small percentage than what people really think. Yeah. Like um, hmm. you can think about it this way, right? Like Satan basically or Lucifer was supposed to come down to Earth and he took the the knowledge of God, like he was God's favorite angel. So he knew all of God's workings and all that other stuff, right? That that you would take for Luciferian or someone who is dark cabal, or they, they know this occult knowledge. They know how to take the science of the realm or God or source or nature and all of that. And all the the metaphysical sides of the way that magic would work and all of that. And they start doing it themselves and they start making themselves look like a God. Right. And the more attention we give to them, or what they're doing, and, and then we're decoding all of their stuff, where energy goes, or sorry, uh, where attention goes, energy flows, right? So we're even, and this is uh, Waters Above, a uh, great channel, and his take on this was, is like, the more that you call these people powerful, and that like that, that you're catching on to their rituals and their numbers, you're, just, you're still giving them that 
vril or that energy that loose you're validating that power right you are you're saying you're saying yes to it by constantly observing it and then also having some sort of emotional uprise about it whether it's good or bad you know because some people just get excited about it and i get there is an excitement level to it because it's amazing like the sync it's puzzles kind of yeah it is and everyone who's a puzzle person like i'm even a puzzle person it gets yeah there's a dopamine release when you're like oh i caught that symbolism and they did this ritual on this date and these numbers and and I'm not invalidating that perspective. I think it's very doable and I think it's true, but just not on the scale that it's done. I think that's unreal that like it's every day and there's a news article thing and everything. And then what they're fabricating all of these stories and they're getting away with it. Like no one in families or in certain areas that these things happen or questioning it or whatever. So what, like, you know, they're, they're everyone's getting the black van treatment that speaks up and no information ever makes it out and catches these people with the rituals and secret societies like no one catches them you know and i and you could argue this like this could be a debate thing and all of that i get that but to me especially being in the astrology community or being someone who you know i not only dip my toe like i swim in the astrology information like i love that stuff and when you observe that end of it astrology is the dead giveaway of the organic side of how things turn out and manifest and why maybe a balloon ended up on the eclipse line who knows, maybe there's some sort of astrocartography to that, that we're on that specific place where there's specific energies and specific ley lines that the realm kind of naturally manifests certain things like this, where it could even look like a ritual. So that's the game we're playing here, right? We're playing a game of what's organic and what's inorganic. And if you don't believe this stuff in the first place, or you can't see the metaphysical side and spiritual side to life, well, then you're already out of the debate. You're, you know, you just think it's bullshit or you think that it's crazy or that it's, waste of time and all of that but when you understand metaphysics and you understand the occult and magic and understand that there's a light and dark side to it and you actually are open-minded to this stuff you start realizing that the game or the puzzle you're really playing is is not who's doing the rituals or not who's you know what we all know that it's basically some sort of power trip or power grab from some group of entities or whatever it is that's yeah most likely but you can't to decipher what was organic and inorganic i think that's the game of confusion they play because they could lead you right down the road of like, do maybe this one little thing over here that you're like, oh, that definitely was a ritual. And that was done, you know, this person was murdered or they maybe that was deliberate. But then like there's 10 other things that happened in the next few weeks that you could say were maybe ritualistic or, or it's done by human beings, yet they could have been the natural organic side to it. And you can't decipher and you're confused on what was organic or what's not. And then now you're questioning if it's, if there's any magical synchronistic side to the universe or that they have more control than what they really you know, like we're they're putting in our minds then this is the danger of it all right like with the gematria community or anybody else who thinks it's all deliberate rituals and stuff they're putting it in your consciousness that they have that much power and you're saying well they do we have to stop them but the most important part is you're agreeing that they do and if you believe in the power of manifestation or where attention goes energy flows and all of that well, you can't pick and choose when you want to believe that or when you don't. If you're saying yes to that and you're paying it energy and all of that, I'm not saying don't do anything about it, but I'm saying that this is the game. This is the, you know, the pendulum that's swinging that we have to be aware of when we're playing this game, I guess. Um, and there's other approaches that we could take and, and, and that we have to discuss because if you look at most recently, yeah, maybe more information is flooding out, but have we gotten anywhere? Or does the... the the powerful elite side seem to still be kind of like doing their thing and in control. And that could be all on us. 
This is the Matt McKinley take. That the more that we just say yes and we start trying to figure out their tricks and whatever, all the not milk, as he calls it, Clinton backwards, but like all the all the crazy um, occulted stuff that we're trying to puzzle together that they're doing, we could just be giving them the energy. That could be the game we're playing here. And um, we got to learn to balance that out, I guess. Or we have to figure out what this is why knowing how things work is vital. Because it's like we're playing a game that we don't even know the rules of. That's why it would be important. Like, you know, as far as, okay, so that whole thing of if we're kind of validating the workings and the power of, say, maybe some of these things that may be implemented are occurring, you know, what well, what is the thing to do on the flip side then? You know, even if you are going to, because obviously we are going to look at those things. Well, that's why we're saying if you look at more so of the workings rather than the the doings, you know, you kind of start to see and kind of grasp maybe how are those things working out and revert that energy back into yourself rather than putting it and, and feeding that egregore or whatever it may be. And, and you can start feeding, okay, well, how can I create those inner workings in my own life and, and kind of uh, use that momentum for myself or, you know, by understanding how that is even you know, collectively working, you know, you could bring that down on a smaller scale. So you're really using that energy and that attention and that flow to that rather than just ending off at the point of being like, well, it's this person doing this with this ritual and, um, and this is the way they're doing the ritual at this time. And, and it's creating this on the outer scale with where rather you kind of see more so of the, you know, the mechanisms, I guess you could say of how that would even possibly occur. And then how does that relate more so to, to you in your own life? You know, think, think simple, you know, think of, think of how maybe, okay. So maybe if it has some sort of that, you've created that connection with the astrology um, and, and and say maybe something like that. And you could look back and be like, Oh, okay. Well, during that eclipse around that time, what was happening for me around then? What was happening in my field? Um, and, and besides not, and I'm not talking about on, on the, the, the world stage and everything, what was more so of my feelings during that day? This is why journaling is great too. watch. I'm guilty of not journaling enough. Um, but what exactly was going on? And you could kind of see how that momentum of that energy, if maybe you were to take on some sort of your own practices and your own, I guess you could say rituals and stuff. And I'm not talking about for some shady, um, um, uh, do without wilt type way of you know kind of trying to inherit you know the person that you want to be with so much and stuff like that like and like you know creeping down the dark arts type way and stuff but i'm saying more so of if you can understand the influences of the energy because you are able to break down the mechanisms of the energy and even how say rituals work then you can kind of take that focus and that attention off of maybe how somebody else is doing it and put it back that attention and energy in, into how you are doing it or how you're not doing it even, even more so. So. Well, right. Well, right off the bat too, like, as you were saying that I'm thinking, well, yeah, if they have you looking at all these events and they have you looking out in the politics and they have you looking out into, into, into spy balloons and UFOs and all this other stuff, and let's say, but you're even knowledgeable in, in metaphysics or astrology, like you were saying, well, if you're 
more worried about the events and everything else going on outside of you first before yourself, you're actually not doing the world a favor. You know, like you're not doing yourself a favor, but how you treat yourself in your own life and all of that is going to reflect back on how that, how you end up playing a role in society and in other people's lives. If you don't take care of yourself first, then how can you help other people? You know, and, and certain people, I think there's a lot of people that are meant to do the, the puzzle work out there for the dark side and all that. I think it's important, but make sure you're also doing the inner work as well. And when you learn all of this stuff about reality, why ignore the fact that this stuff is for you as well too, and not just to catch some bad guy or, or live some, you know, hero's journey externally when yet the hero's journey is within, you know, first, that's the battle you should probably be focusing on first. And that's the beauty of when you understand astrology, it's not do with that wilt. It's do what nature, what time nature says it is. Like what, what, what's the, what should you be doing at this moment? What's your main focus for your spiritual growth? Like that's basically the philosophy of most astrology and astrologers is that, Hey, this is a thumbprint of, you know, in time of what you should be doing or what's going on. And there is the global thumbprint as well. And a lot of it always does line up. But once again, so unless you're an astrologer and you're studying mundane astrology or you're going to do some reports and, and show people the amazing synchronicity that astrology brings, and that's why you're going to study all these like events and happenings and stuff, good and bad, you know, that's then there, there's value to that, right? But if you just go make a YouTube channel and it's just fringe and it's just fear and it's just like, oh, you know, it's just about that stuff. I'm not saying it's all bad, but I'm saying where is the inherent value in that? If it's not actually serving you in your own personal reality bubble and the and people you care about and your friends and family and, and most importantly you, so then you could actually, you know, it's like be the change you want to see that type of mentality. That old philosophy is correct. Like, you know, you whatever, you know, but you change the world by changing yourself. All that stuff that whether it's a meme culture type of you know phrase and quote or whatever, or it's corny to some people and that stuff's not corny. It's just I think it's the way it's delivered. Um, and the times and place and how it's delivered, I think makes it corny, but that is the truth. Like be the change you want to see in the world and all that, but you then have to focus on the inner work and a lot of this distraction stuff to me, like I said, I mean, discovering how all this stuff works is one important side, but the other side is, is how does this serve me? And then now that I've learned how it serves me, I could teach other people how it serves them as well for their own personal, you know, quality of life and, and all of that. And who knows within all of that discovery of how all, all of reality works and more on the energetic and metaphysical side of things, probably find the answers anyway of how rituals work and how social engineering and why they do what they do and all that, that stuff probably just comes in. It's probably mixed in to the whole thing, but that's, that would be the gift of understanding how it's all happening opposed to what actually happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Moving on from that, I mean, all the things that we've seen, obviously, was the Turkey-Syria earthquake, which I want to go more so talk about the astrology thing. And for me and Ray, this is kind of like, you know, not, I don't want to say beating a dead horse because we have spoken about this before, but we haven't spoken about this with our our viewers and everything. So one thing as far as astrologically to point out that it was crazy was the whole uh, that was the Saturn-Uranus uh, square to the full moon in Leo. Um, that was the halfway lunation of the eclipse as well. The halfway point of the lunation um, at the time. Um, and it's just crazy how that's like, that's stress test structure um, manipulation as well. Um, 
Uranus rules earthquakes. Yeah, Uranus rules earthquakes. So it's 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 kind of like there also was this um, light being shown on the whole um, hidden structural integrity that was going on in those locations where many, many, many buildings had fell down. And it, it you know, all that, it, it showed that there was a lot of destabilization already prior to the earthquake, um, especially with, you know, more so of infrastructure. Um, and it really shone a light on that because um, after the earthquake, which caused a lot of deaths because of so many structures falling and so quickly, um, it, it got it got more so of the right people to look into the fact that there was a lot of um, infrastructure problems in those areas and how they were cutting corners and weren't really doing things up to a certain code and everything. Um, another symbolic thing was the moon was descending during that time. Um, so, you know, descending, it's falling. The buildings were falling, falling structures. So I thought that was, that was crazy. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, it's absolutely shitty that that happened and everything. But even that just like it's just how how the astrology does not lie and how the timing is is so on point, you know, and then right across the world was as it was happening and stuff, too, or like right up leading up to it was that whole Grammys spectacle with Sam Smith and the real red demonic looking fire, hell, horns, all that being in a cage um all all that was going on and there was a lot of uproar about that because you know people were just seeing it one way as just being like oh well this is satanic and you know the the whole trans thing and 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 being like you know you know and, and then you had the conspiracy side of it that are saying that it was a ritual that it was done and it could may well be because even in my own findings i saw that the location in los angeles Right. It was, it was LA, I think. Yeah. Yep. That big ley line. The, yeah. The big ley line that does collect, connect to that Middle Eastern, uh, that, that ley line that stretches across and intersects where Turkey is that epicenter point of, um, of that, that ley line that connects and branches out upwards, um, more so into like the Northeastern European and, and North, uh, I'm sorry, northwestern. Well, you know that'd be northeastern Europe, Europe, as well as northeast of uh, of uh, Asia as well, and like Russia and stuff over there. So it was just wild how that links up, and it's like, so what is that saying? You know, a lot of people want to say that maybe that ritual being done is what created it. You know, especially which I thought this was a little fun fact was that. Um, there was an issue prior to um, Turkey having an issue with some sort of alliance agreement with Greece that had to also do with NATO. And there was a lot of back and forth for that. And, you know, could you say, you know, direct energy weapon, some sort and stuff, because they're not complying and bring down their infrastructure in some sort of way. But then also, how do you, how do you match up that the astrology was working, you know, working in that realm of that favor, basically, you know, is it that they pick that? And this is what we're trying to say, how it's like, that's not necessarily the case. 
you know, there is a conscious feel that could, you know, and I'll let you go into that more so. Well, and that's where the mockery thing doesn't make any sense, because most people, if you look at the percentage of people who believe in astrology, it's still basically frowned upon by most of humanity. You know, there's it's growing. But like, so if they were going to do some mockery ritual and they're going to pick a certain astrological, why would they pick the astrological? Because to me, it would be more so than it would. There's an energetic thing at work. And then that like kind of like fills in the gaps with the conspiracy stuff and the ritual stuff, which totally can be possible. But there's too many other things that happen astrologically that people who don't actually monitor the stars the way the astrological community does when they're delivering some sort of transit for like a weekly transit transit or they give a big one that's coming up and all that, you know, the Saturn square Uranus and all that. I mean, we saw problems two years ahead of that transit and what it possibly could do. And it fit the mold. They kind of predicted it. And there's almost too many events that can go on that, that basically relate to the archetypal structure of that transit that were like not everything could have been coordinated and been a ritual. And on top of that, if they were even to attempt to do that, you don't think that certain things like certain what everybody's in on it and then no one talks to. So like there's that side to it where there's a there's kind of an, an, an unrealism to saying that all of it is ritualistic or done by some gematria or astrological uh, foundation uh, and that they're all picking these dates. And so the argument here is to more so see that, like, for example, in my own life, Saturn is the old. It's the tradition. It's the past. You know, it could be your grandparents, it could be your dad or, or anything like that, right? Uranus is the new. It's, the, it's the, the new age coming through. It's the liberation of the traditions and all of that. When that transit first hit, old, new, squaring tension, I moved down to Florida and I lived with my grandparents. You could have saw me as the Uranian archetype, trying to not mm. live by the societal structure when they're telling me to go, 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 you better go get a job and get your license and go get all your stuff. And as soon as you can, and all the systematic structured things of Saturn, you better get, you know, get right back into the system and whatever. And here's my Uranian, like, I'm tr- no, like, I'm going to break free of this. Like, I'm going to do it my own way. There's so much more to life and reality and all that other stuff. And I, when I lived with them, there was that square. That was that tension. I was living the square. You know, I don't think the Illuminati mm-hmm. called in to say, well, all right, make him move down to Florida <laughs> um, right around this time. Uranus and Saturn, like, there's too many little things in everyone's lives that if you actually monitor the stars, there's too many things mm-hmm. that naturally happen that relate to the archetypal figures that are in the sky at the moment and what signs and in what aspects and all that other stuff. So if you get so in this debate or argument of what's a ritual, what's organic, what's inorganic and all of that, if you really want to understand this, the synchronistic side to it all and the organic side, follow astrological transits. Follow events mm-hmm. that happen on the main stage. Also follow, more importantly, the transits that happen in your own life and what's going on and match it with the chart or have an astrologer give you a reading of that chart and, and, and explain it. And then when you see that, you realize that there's this organic thing going on and that there is this mechanism at work uh, that's very intuitive, by the way, because you can't just say, oh, well, Mars is war. So when Mars goes into your seventh house, you go to war with all your, all, you know, the seventh house would be partnerships and friends and marriage you're going to go to war with that no it's passion it's desire it's incision it's um tension it's uh adventure it's there's so many different things so it's an archetypal thing where most people if you go to like you know the the 12 letter alphabet astrology as adam ellenbach said today if you go to like this like basic general astrology then you're yeah you're you're not going to see the synchronicity because you're going generally based off of the basic meanings of symbols and all that but when you get into the deep archetypal psychology of it all and you understand how astrology truly works there's your ticket in to realize that this organic 
synchronistic type of thing going on. And then, so then when you're paying attention to this stuff and then you look out at, say, when some spy balloon comes in or when um, some, which could possibly be a real ritual and all of that, and they could be monitoring the stars just like we do on the good side, that they're the bad side and that they're performing some satanic thing, all possible. But you, but there's some, all the little things in between show you that there's, nature has a thing to do with this, that, that we're co-creating with the realm itself. And that's a sky clock up there. And if you learn how to read the symbols intuitively and, and, mm-hmm. um, we're in some sort of would, ambig, ambiguity, right? Would it be ambiguous about it, right? Be like very, don't be so like Virgo. Don't be direct. Like, no, this is the definition. So this is what it must be. I mean, more like Piscean, like intuitive that when you see that you'll accept it more. And then you start looking at everything else and you just open your mind to ask more questions and not be so quick to say, that's the bad guy. This is all deliberate. This is, that's the point here. And, um, Mm. I guess by us being so deep into astrology, the past, well, for me for almost a decade, geo, now you've gone on three or four years. Right. So like being so deep into it and following all these astrologers and all the transits and seeing it happen. It's easier for us to sit back and say, uh, we think the fringe community or conspiracy, I just, it might be just extreme on how many mm-hmm. times they say it's the bad guy or whatever. And they got to slot Gematria numbers in to prove their point. And let's say once again, that stuff, a lot of it's true. What's being done mm-hmm. about it or what's the value of it, of knowing it. Mm-hmm. And is, is your neighbor going to believe you? Is that going to do anything to anyone who doesn't already kind of have opened their mind mm-hmm. to all this stuff already? You got to nail it on the head and you got to be careful how you deliver it. And you got to be careful what information you're giving. And if you could show them that life itself is magical and there's a synchronicity, you know, it's mechanistic in a way, or I hate to use the word mechanistic, but there's a synchronistic just Mm -hmm. happening that goes on in this place and it's magical. Then all the other stuff can kind of fall into place. Hence Mm -hmm. saying it once more that our mission being of how things happen and how it works and how you think opposed to what's going actually, what's actually going on and almost integrating those things and knowing the how probably just as good or even better than what is going on. It's going to make the what and you fitting in the puzzle pieces just more um, genuine and, and in place opposed to like assumption. Cause one thing I'm sick of is conspiratorial assumption. That's I'm because it's like, people mm. are over it now. Like it, it, it blew its load with TikTok. Like, Oh, conspiracy. Like we're, if anything, we're desensitized yeah. to the conspiracy. It's like a lot of people will even agree to it. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just so niche. So niche and it's in your face and it's just, you know, it, 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 it's like a empty dopamine hit, like, you know, or it's just like a, a, but no matter what it is, some sort of like dopamine hit in a way, but I feel like it's just, it, it, it leads you yearning for more and kind of, you're just constantly trying to fill that in with, with, with more junk basically. And it's like, that's why when I, like when we say, like when you see these synchronicities, whether you know, these occurrences happening, the astrology lines up and, you know, uh, there's also some sort of gematria correlations that's pointing you into the direction, if anything, to see that there is a deeper working, that it's a a deeper working that's beyond, beyond the, the bad guy or the, or whatever and stuff. Like it's more so you can see how now more of that spooky business is happening in a sort of way and there's there's now some sort of uh phenomenon i guess you could call it that, that that's occurring something more supernatural that is occurring whether it 
is you know the, the astrology then and this is why look you know learning the astrology deeper than just oh who and when am i going to find love and when am i going to get the job that i want and stuff like that starting to go back to the old books and everything and, and learning astrology as an actual science as an original science and 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 kind of how that even has developed you start to see how maybe some of these transits are actually activation points for for some type of um archetypal consciousness to kind of have more of a dominant presence um and and, and it could be more than one at a time and they can, can be conflicting they could be um you know eating one another and how does that seep into human consciousness in that sort of way how does that how does that get activated in the human psyche that you know we can say basically is is uh manipulating you know i don't want to use it in i'm not trying to say it in a derogatory way manipulating but it even activates so in that cosmo in that giant macro brain that's going on over there and all the transmissions of energy the same thing is going within our own transmitter of a brain and transmitting those energies and stuff like that and and depending on ourselves as well we could be playing out some of the, some of that archetypal consciousness so who's to say you know that whole thing with the grammys or whatever and you know the the people that run the grammys to to construct it and saying that yeah we're going to have this performance and do this and use these color schemes or whatever they could be subconsciously influenced by the energies that are current and and this could be aiding in a thing that is organically happening that yes it may connect but you 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 can see the deeper in, you could see deeper into that and see that as a possibility if you let go of the trying to find the reasoning for it being some elitist uh group or what governments and stuff in, in that sort of way and that when you could do that that'll teach you more about how energy is transferred and working and uh, a lot more about consciousness within which in turn teaches you about your own workings your own consciousness and how to kind of revert back to these kind of i guess you could say metaphysical um ways of understanding this etheric soup that you live in this meat suit that you live in how the brain is taking things in and 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 projecting things as well where the mind really really resides is it in the brain or is the brain just a transmitter is it in the field so what are our thoughts and everything and um and 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 that's why we, we are very constant we're constantly heavily stating about the astrology because the astrology gives you the ability to actively and more accurately work with those energies and be more aware of the timing of some of these things yeah and just getting a proper reading mm-hmm. will will do that to you mm-hmm. and um I, you know i'm actually going to share something that's a little personal but it's just to show everybody if you know the concept of uh geo share screen on yes it's on all right um so i mean i'll give a little preface here but so uh, if you've been listening you know my dad passed away 2020 and by the way the astrology of that was he died on his chiron return um, and if you don't know what that means, Chiron's the wounded healer. It's, you know, he, he, he died at one of the most painful parts of someone's existence, according to the sky clock. But he also passed away when Saturn and Pluto conjuncted and 
and actually passed over my own Saturn and Saturn into some archetypal astrology will pose as the father and Saturn could be the Grim Reaper, also Pluto's Hades, which is the underworld and all of that. So the symbolism played out astrologically, but on the Dramatria end, if anyone's interested, so if you know how Dramatria works, you know, A is one, B is two, C is three. I got to sound like Zach Hubbard right now. But so uh, you use uh, a number cipher for letters. And so I was curious a long time ago, well, when my, when my dad first passed away, I go, you know, let me just check and see something here. So I decided I, I ran through uh, some ciphers and typed in some words. So and I typed in my name to see, all right, what are my numbers? All right. So there's my numbers. And then I typed in my dad's. I, at first, I didn't get something with his just regular name. So I typed in his full name. And then according you know, to, I, I'm sure he, he, he died of a, of a heroin overdose because there was heroin found in the house. So I typed that in. And if you look at all three right here, if you're following the rules of Gematria, they all, because they have the same numbers, that they're of some sort of relevance and connection in the matrix of the world, right? So not only am I this man's son and he's my father, but also the way he passed away also matches the fact. So is it predestined? Is it fate? Was it a possibility? We don't know, but the numbers match and I get it. But the, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm part of no religious cult. I'm part of no Jesuit order. I'm part of no Illuminati. And I, if, I, don't, I, I don't know how I'd prove that, but I'm telling you right now that I have no correlation with it. Um, and so it, it, to me, something like that, oh, there's a synchronicity. There's an organic synchronicity. And by chance, I would love you, anybody to be out there. Oh, that just happens to be. It's like all three of those end up being 172 in the same cipher and all that and everything. Cause there's four different ciphers. Yeah. Do the statistics on that. It's, it's a very on, you know, that's had to happen by, by chance is a very, right. Very. And, yeah. and on top of that, Gio, you and I always talk about 37, you know, Ray, the mm-hmm. 37, yeah. uh, my moon's in cancer, 37. I think the almighty flat earth, 37. <laughs> right. So like, all the mm. things that I'm attached to and all that, I think I, I there's more. I, I've done this so many times. I've done it with my, I think Tampa Bay, right? I'm a Tampa Bay Bucks fan. Tampa Bay or Buccaneers is 37 and 179, which my name is also my full name, 179, right? Mm. So well, there's an organic side. Like I, I, I didn't. Bucks, the Bucks chose me in my eyes, right? Like as a football team, uh, flat earth is something that I randomly became interested in and stuff, but I'm, and, and geo 37, how many times remember we went on that run, right? We were just seeing 37 everywhere when we decided to come back to do the podcast and we were all set. It was three, seven Saturn entered Pisces this year on three, seven. Um, so that number is connected to us ultimately and all of that. And it's in my name and it's, uh, and so you could play along with all that gematria stuff, but to me, the most important things is your personal experience of these things because then you could see the synchronicity opposed to like lining up some big global event or some ritual and say, oh, it was used to be a ritual and to extract illusion energy from other people so that it feeds them and it gives them more power and more manifestation power and all that, which all like we've God repeated over and over again that yes, all that stuff's possible and most likely happens in certain instances. But this part of it, isn't focused on enough. And the only community I see kind of do it is the astrological community and spiritual community to an extent is like they do it too. You know, they believe in all this stuff and the manifestation community does all of it. So there's a side to it that's organic and there's a magic side to it. That's good. So it's, it's like 
could they also do this stuff to get you afraid of magic and to make you think that it's all evil? So maybe that's what they do to the conspiracy inference side is like, oh, it's just meant for the mockery and the deception and the loose energy, uh, all the vril, um, e- you know, eating up all the vril and taking our energy and distracting us. Oh, well, all that occult. Maybe that's what they did. All the witches and the witch, Salem, you know, the trials and all that. They got people to think all that stuff is evil. Don't look at that. Go back to church. Follow your government. Be afraid of them. They might kill you ritualistically if you speak bad and whatever. It's like you don't know. So see when you open your mind a little bit and see it from this end, if you are open to seeing it this way and don't want to debate the fact that everything's just evil and that it's being against us. And we just got to, you know, fight the bad guy and all of that. There's a beautiful side to it all. And a lot of us can be distracted by just that rabbit hole chase of like, you know, what's the darker side to it all? And that's cheap dopamine hits. Like you said. Yeah. That's and that's the thing. It's like we have to avoid just trying to only be on the trail for those dopamine hits. We have to kind of construct through, you know, active actively working in our own lives and you know, the dopamine should come from knowing that you're doing the inner work, um, you know, through acknowledgement of a lot of these things that are occurring. You know, it's crazy, too. I just, you know, because when you were doing that, I was like, ah, I was like, I wonder what connection to, to, to 37 that I have. And when I did G.O.D. in reverse, it's 73. Yeah. So it's a and in Gematria. If you study it or Kabbalah, that's called a mirror. It's a mirroring. Same thing with the bucks. Bucks in flat earth are 91. My name equals 19. So. And and, and and my full name and you do my full name in reverse it's 317 okay so right so it's like an anagram in a way mm-hmm. of, of it and all that mm-hmm. so yeah the, and the, so now anybody out there who's like well what would be the purpose of doing this like well, to see the synchronicity to see the connections i mean to try mm-hmm. and use it as predictive and to like put you know, like mm-hmm. imagine i found this 10 years ago and i put my dad's name i did exactly what i just showed you guys and i'm and i see heroin overdose what am i going to have anxiety about a heroin overdose whether it's me or him or some sort of connection to it mm. for 10 years because i'm going to try and predict like oh my name meek that's not the way you use it i think the way you use this stuff is yeah you can probably use it ritualistically and numbers and symbols and all that line up and there's and we'll and and as the podcast goes along any of this stuff if it sounds crazy or ridiculous we'll we're gonna cover that very mm-hmm. much like there's this stuff is out there right but um the fact is is i look at it as for now if you don't want to getting the magic or you get to see the beauty of the connection of the matrix that we live in mm-hmm. of the number matrix and how it all con- branches and connects mm-hmm. and the astrology works the same way and any sort of divination kind of works in a similar manner as well where divination you are using more for predictive uh, or trying to see the into the future i guess but for me the synchronicity alone tells me that this place has a magical side to it that we do not fully understand yet mm-hmm. and it, why would i distract myself with just the narratives of dark conspiracy and the cabal when yet a possibility could be that I'm giving them my energy and I'm not focusing on the thing that I should be at this particular mm-hmm. moment, which is myself and how I'm, you know, how I'm melding with the environment around me and my friends and family and the people who I work with and my associates and my life, you know, how, you know, if your life isn't benefiting for the greater whole, then I think then you are doing something wrong. That's where some of these conspiracy channels, they are doing the right thing because they're, they're bringing in some sort of awareness mm-hmm. that they're bringing in the awareness of synchronicity through the dark side, through the dark magic, through the sata- mm-hmm. satanic, they're doing good detective work. Where I emphasize is if you get to, you're eating junk food if you keep going down that rabbit hole with no value. There's no nutrients. There's nothing mm-hmm. that could be done with it other than you're going to be screaming at the Thanksgiving dinner table, sounding like a fucking nut job 
to the people that care about yeah. you or that you care about and you'll be exiled or be lonely and all that. And I, why am I saying this? I already went, I did it. I did all this stuff already. You know, I look young, but I'm 32 years old and I started this journey 22, 23 years old. I found, well, let me actually 9-11 when I was old enough to understand that that needed to be questioned. I was probably 14 or 15 when my mind popped open after I got out of my first relationship and I had nothing else good to do with my life other than find a meaning to life and, and all that. When I was at a low point, that's when I walked into this, which was like 22, 23, which I re- like stuck with it. And since then, yeah, I, I have actually been through the journey looking young or not. I have done it and I've done the whole rabbit hole conspiracy thing and there is a value to it, but it's a matter of in what manner you use it for yourself and, uh, and, and what you're going to use it for, for other people. If it's fear tactics or to get more subscribers to your channel, well, and you're being a selfish, useless person in a way. Like you're just, you're mm. doing what they, if, they are, if there was a dark side, you're doing exactly what they'd want you to be doing anyway. You're letting, you're letting people mm-hmm. know. Revelation of the method, yeah. right? So anyway, rant, rant yeah, over. You're just manipulating. Yeah, you're just manipulating. I think that's the thing that the beauty of those seeing something like the synchronicity with the gematria, I think what it's showing you is the fact that there is a, a similar frequency, you know, through through you know through the the origin of numbers as well being maybe as as the code, you're seeing the similar frequency that things may be on, whether it's a person, a name, a thing, an action, whatever it is. Um, Potentials, you're, yeah, you're seeing that potential, and there's different ways, and we're not going to list off the ways, but there's different ways that that can be beneficial to you uh, or, or help give you some sort of insight into uh, uh, maybe some things and, and the organic workings of, of this matrix of this reality and stuff. Um, but other than that, um, I, you know, since we, since, you know, there was, there's plenty of other things that have occurred besides, you know, the two things that we talked about and, or whatever, the three things that we talked about, you know, yeah, we could go into the whole Ukraine thing. Yeah. We could go into the whole train derailment or anything and stuff like that. But the way we see it is, you know, it's is still going to be the same way is that, that if anything, society is looking at it this way and, and, and constantly wanting to be an up in arms about it. Um, and someone to blame, uh, rather than, well, rather than taking on the perspective of, okay, well, what is it teaching us about society? What is it teaching about us about ourselves? Uh, like I'll just use one thing from the train derailment, uh, um, um, as an example is just that there was such a heavy focus on this happening, but a lot of people, which not enough people, I feel like were starting to note, you know, when everybody else was going down a conspiracy rabbit hole, you know, a lot of people, because of looking into it, started realizing, oh, Hey, this is a thing that actually happens very often. This is a thing that also, you know, companies do in a stock drop and and dump and stuff like that in order to uh bring their stocks back up and and everything and and transferring over and like there's a money thing but also the fact that this is how we handle maybe something like a train derailment or toxic spills and it got a light to be shown on maybe some more environmentalists to be like oh we got to come up with a better method this isn't this isn't a good way to to deal with toxic spills and burning them and put them in our atmosphere and everything and stuff. Is that really much better with wind carrying it and acid rain? Is that really much better than it seeping into the ground? Like, 
You know, do we not have a better way of disposing it? So that would be more of a tangible, functional way to look valuable. at it and do. Yes, a valuable way to do something about it rather than just being like, oh, well, they're trying to kill us and they're trying to this or whatever. Could be. Could be. But which way seems like there's more of an there's more of a, 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 a an active way to 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 handle something like that. What what you're saying and it's simple. What are we going to do about it? Yeah. You know, and exactly. that's it's for me, it's that that's the most important. And then I get it. There's rabbit holes and I think there is trickery and deception put into these things. So there is a puzzle part of it. But if you're just obsessed with the puzzle and you're just obsessed with like the narrative of it all, it's like, well, OK, they did it. But let's be proactive about it then. And I get it screaming and yelling about who did it. But we already know. And it's happening. It's been happening since JFK, really, mm-hmm. that like you could yell and scream about who done it. and you know, that there's a bad guy and all that. And that's ultimately true. But where has it really gotten us other than yet certain people have woken up and all that other stuff. I mean, I think there's been more beneficial uh, outcomes to the flat earth community and I'm not being biased here. Why I'm saying that is it just got people to question everything. And there was an, there was a value to opening Mm -hmm. the mind that, but then even so it's like, so if you're just going to sit there and say the earth's flat, where we get, where are we going mm-hmm. now? Like, what are we going to do about it? You know, like what, mm-hmm. what va- the value only goes so far. And even that as well, if you're not making a channel, if you're not trying to prove it to people and all that other stuff. And there's a lot of people that already do that. And if you want to do that, that's fine. But the thing is, is don't get stuck there. Mm-hmm. If anything, keep going, keep researching. Like that's see, see like the point here is like, don't stop mm-hmm. there. And, and if anything, what you can learn from other people and how they think is you can learn your tribe and say, oh, mm-hmm. they believe that you know what, they think similar to the way I do. And even if we disagree on certain things, now I know I'm starting to vibrate closer to the people that think like I do. And that's how you find your tribe now and find your, you know, society taught you that you just got to be friends with your, you got to, you got to like your family, you got to, you know, whatever. And that's great. Like I have a great family. Geo is a great family. Like that's not, but like society makes, made rules for us mm-hmm. and ways to think that we didn't realize that we were programmed with when yet there's a lot of other people out there. And I think that's mm-hmm. what gives people the power is being able to share what they think and share their true emotions and open up to other people. And that's what the beauty of the internet is where it's not just there to show you dark conspiracies and see murder and listen to terrible rap music and whatever else you people do out there. <laughs> but mm. you know, they, it, there is a positive side to everything and that's the, the point Gio's is making, right? Yeah. So if the train thing happened, we see the symbolism, the numbers lined up. Oh my God. Yeah. Crazy synchronicity might've been a ritual, but if anything, then if they did that ritual, what then let's learn if, if you do think say it's, it's a ritual let's mm. learn how that works then and let's learn how to counter it let's be proactive what are we going to do about it so and and once again if you're on the game board but you don't know how the game works well then you know you need to learn how it works first so you got mm. some investigating to do on even how the, the game works properly if giving certain things attention makes them grow and the manifestation mm. community would agree on that then well then that's you got to exit in the, that's part of the game right so if you're just being preachy and yelling about the bad guy the bad guy's power grows because that's what you're giving your mind to what you're giving your energy and emotion to it's what you're sharing with people it's what you're planting seeds in everyone else's mind about that and then the consciousness focuses on all those things and then they grow that could be part of the game you don't know yet right the beauty of morphic fields and the idea of pendulums and egregores all those things will be talked about over and over again because i me personally think it's a vital concept to be aware of to understand and metaphysics like how you're you know geo you, you're a big mm-hmm. metaphysics guy and so am i in a way right that all that stuff is the how how it works 
how do we play the game opposed to just on like a chessboard, just hoping and praying that that's, you know, one day it might be checkmate for us. So we have to be careful and learn how to play the game. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what the, the era that we're in and what, what's, what's being shown to us is this disruption of the, the status quo and, you know, the whole, you know, there, there is a transformation of how we take in information, uh, information and data. And that's happening on all different levels. You could even say with the whole neural link thing and consciousness and, you know, it could be happening in very dark, you know, you know, uh, mad scientist type ways. And it also could be happening on more of a, a an awakening, uh, uh, enlightenment type of scale too. And it's happening, but you just have to kind of know which side do you want to swing on, you know, which, you know, there's a lot of, you know, this is also the disrupting of dogmas too and stuff. And this is why I say disruption of the status quo too, is because we're, we're leaving that sense. We're leaving that sense of, of, okay, well, it's just about what I believe and that's how I operate. That's what I have to operate on. You know, Saturn uh, ain't going to agree with you on that one. Yeah, exactly. In, in Pisces, it's not going to agree. It's going to actually disillusion all that. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And so this is a fundamental time, really. And I guess what we'll do is talk about a little bit of Saturn and Pisces. Um, I know there's maybe a few other astrological things we wanted to talk about, but um, that's that's the thing is like it's 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 becoming you know either for some people it's becoming very elusive to them of what it is they think or believe or feel and everything and stuff uh, with the culmination of of everything that's gone on and everything coming at us and bombarding us and. You know, with all that on top of you and stacking up, like you could either sink or you can use it as a way to boost yourself up. I think, you know, that's the whole Pisces thing, too. You know, one fish is going down, one's going up, or you could say they're cycling in, in a type of uh, a spiral fashion. You know, that's the part of it that we don't see. Uh, you know, we don't see it because it's a two dimensional sign the way it looks, but really it's the spiraling, you know, and it's telling us about even our life are we are we going to you know in in more of an allegorical sense you know are we going to ascend up are we going to spiral up and branch out and everything or are we going to keep spiraling downward and just be you know eat you know eaten up and shot back out into the same routine and everything so letting go of some of these dogmas and really understanding you know if there's any belief to have is the belief of of not even a belief it's a knowing it's a knowing of yourself that you are significant, that you do have an individual significant, no higher, no lower than everybody else, that there is, you know, that, that, that there is a point that no matter what, even the worst people in the world are still on the same plane as you. And there is a responsibility you have over yourself, over your own feelings, and, and, and being able to now sit there and be like, okay, well, Yes, maybe my family will hate me for, you know, this or whatever stuff, but I have to be true to myself. I have to be true to, you know, that this, you know, this religion that I've been has hasn't been serving me. Yes, I can doesn't mean I have to totally throw the baby out with bathwater. I could sit there and be like, hey, you know what? There's a lot of valuable lessons I've learned through this. And you gotta take what you what you need and leave behind what you don't and start developing the new self through all these things and stuff. And I mean, that's, that's, that's developing this new structure for yourself moving forward. I mean, cause as it is Pisces too, it's the culmination of, of all of, of all things of the all 12 signs and everything and 
kind of trying to make sure that it's not just falling into the shadow sides of these things and these archetypes and these ways of being. Yeah, I mean, and Saturn is not only authority, but it, sh- it is the structure. And mm-hmm. so if you, don't, if you go into th- these next two and a half years without any structure to your faith, or there's not really much reality or grounding to your faith and your belief systems, that Saturn's basically going to come in and be the authority about mm-hmm. it and say, um, this hasn't worked for you, or this seems to be bullshit, or you don't have any foundation here. So guess what? Now you have to basically restrict in a way yourself of just trying to just believe anything or just going off of just random faith. This transit's going to be about mm. like, I guess being your own authority on how it is and what it is, your approach to having what, what faith really means to you and what it is. And, mm. uh, if you're in a real faith in yourself, right, too. right. And if it's in a religion or an external authority and all of that, and it's it tends to be false. Well, you're going to be shown that. So if you if you put your faith in the government, or if you put your faith in a, a political party, and it's faulty, well, Saturn and Pisces is kind of here to say, oh well, you know, here's all the stuff of why that's actually not the truth, and I'm going to have to that rest- you're going to feel restricted and in a way have a, some sort of resilience. Like what people could fall into is a despair of they don't know what to believe anymore or they don't have faith in humanity or have faith in the, in the political party they followed for two decades or anything like that. So it's time to really come in, sit down with yourself and say, yeah, like, what do I really believe or what do I really have faith in? And you're not going to be able to, in a way, lie to yourself, you know? And, and if you come in with almost an abundance of compassion and you're highly idealistic about it all, and you do really, truly do believe in uh, the paradigm of faith that you hold within yourself then this will actually be a pleasant transit most people rip on saturn and say it's evil or this and that it's like no it's just it's just the um elderly father figure who is making sure that you're going to be okay or that you're going to do things right or that you're going to put things in order and that you're getting an actual use out of that stuff have we really gotten use out of putting the faith in dr f or um you know crazy joe or any of that stuff i mean or donald trump any of that stuff is like going to be questioned and it's going to be your ideals that are going to be most important. And on the other end, the gift that it'll give you is that if you do have a strong foundation of faith and idealism and stuff like that, and it does benefit the rest of the collective because Pisces does rule the collective, the 12th house and all that stuff. And um, you can learn to be in a way charitable and determined with that area. Well, then you can make the world a better place in that and you'll have a great transit. And, th- and here we go. The beauty of knowing the astrological stuff. Most people going into the next two and a half years not aware of what the sky clock is saying may have a more rough time but yet now on on this end of the people who monitor the synchronicity and timing of the universe itself and and in consciousness we're now prepared and we're able to then set our own standards and be prepared for the the growth that probably needs to happen and when we're challenged we know what it is and then we know that we have to work through it and then we're not just being smited by the universe or or, or that we were just deceived and life sucks and everyone's evil or humanity, blow, you know, like you're prepared at that point. And that's the, it, this is the beauty of, uh, of karma in a sense of what Saturn brings us karmic is like, if you didn't check yourself at the door with your faith and your religions and your political parties and everything that you ide- you know, your ideals and all that stuff, and they're faulty, you're going to know, and you're going to know in the next two and a half years. So, and that's the way I see Saturn and Pisces mainly being on a, on a mundane or general, uh, scale. Yeah. Absolutely. And everybody's worried about even the financial 
uh, you know, occurrences that are going on. Um, I'm not even talking about that whole bank run thing, because honestly, that doesn't affect the simple mom and pop people and, you know, whatever it's that that has more so to do with, you know, bigger type investments and big, yeah. Bigger so yeah. like that's not even mm-hmm. something, you know, we're not talking. And that's and that's Pluto, Pluto, the end and at the last degree mm-hmm. of Capricorn, the anoretic degree where yeah. it's most strong and Capricorn rules structure and banking and all that other stuff. And, and then also you have the North Node in Taurus, which Taurus also rules money and finance and value and all that stuff. And the North Node is coming in saying, hey, and Uranus just conjuncted it for so long. Uranus is liberation and change and mm-hmm. sporadic earthquakes. Right. And so we're having an earthquake in the financial and banking system. Yeah. Skyclock says it. Skyclock has already predicted it. And so it's right on time. And so we know that now it's like you just got to let certain things play out and only be able to, you know, take hold of what you can control and let go of what you can't, which is, by the way, is another Pisces theme. Yeah. So Saturn is also going to say, like, if you can't control it, if you got you're going to have to there's going to be a point in time here. You're going to have to surrender the fact that maybe your political party was full of shit or that it had parts of it that were wrong that ideals needed to be checked at the door. And then it's time to have some resilience to that. Yeah. And this is even more reason why we, you know, everybody on an individual level needs to get more uh, creative and kind of have, you know, put themselves in a position of more willingness of what it is they want to be creative with and how it feeds them, you know, um, and how it really kind of, you know, they can build some sort of foundation around that that's going to benefit them and create a wealth for them. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be some sort of, you know, money, financial type wealth. This just means even just spiritual wealth. This means physical wealth and health, like, you know, that sort of way, which then puts you in a position to be more so of uh, motivated and active in even getting more sorts, more towards the side of financial wealth and stuff by creating some sort of way to, you know, I mean, even for us, like, you know, yeah, we we do what we do and you were participants and whatever in society and everything, too. But also in the same sense, this is the move that even we've had to make is to understand it's like, hey, you know, we're not going to plunder our abilities and our interests and stuff just to just to stay with the status quo and, you know, be a slave in the rat race and stuff, too. We're going to find a way and a w- we're going to create the the will within ourselves and the way to try to advance and 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 upgrade and transform what we already are doing into something that's going to be beneficial to us that's going to feed us in yes in a mental spiritual physical way and stuff too connecting all that and learning how to grow through the process and also understand that there's going to be ups and downs you always got to understand that there is going to be ups and downs um but if you're you're always on the up and up then you're not prepared for the downs and like that, that those are the things that help you grow and build and everything and stuff too. So this is something to look into for everybody that's listening is to look, it's like, what am I doing now? What is it that truly brings me joy? What allows me to kind of, uh, you know, escape, but not escape completely, but to allow that allows me to escape just enough that puts me in that right state of mind that, that, that makes me feel like that I can accomplish anything and how can I use that as fuel to my fire and 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 then to keep being more innovative with that thing that, yeah, maybe I can grow some type of business off this thing. Um, yeah, maybe I can have some more uh, a way to have a supplementary supplementary income 
come in because of this thing that I enjoy doing and that I'm putting attention and work into. You don't know where that may lead you eventually. That could lead you somewhere where you never expected and be the full-time thing that you're doing in some sort of way. So you have to take those things as considerations and possibilities and just find the frequency that you need to find in those realms. But it's going to be a deep look into yourself and those things may not necessarily be accomplished if you're just following somebody else's rules all the time or constantly catering to somebody else's ideals and what society expects of you and what they want you to do, what your parents or what, you know, family, whatever it may be, boyfriend, girlfriend, it doesn't matter. It's it's understanding like it's crunch time as far as the fact of, you know, going into your truth. You know, this is stuff that should have already been done, but there's always time for self to get into that. And that's one thing that's that that we want to also, as we go down the road, really make sure we hone in on that and maybe try to use examples for personally people in 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 those positions, whatever it is, through the type of information that we go into as well. Um, yeah, man, fucking. It's just there's there's so much more on the up and up, you know, even, you know, we've been saying it since last year about this time now you know coming into the spring equinox and everything it it is really the fact of trying to move into the new and shed off the old and shake off that that constant you know retrograding of 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 action that was happening with mars and gemini too that type of energy and warring with the back and forth of 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 things and trying to spring forward um Battle of information as well. Yeah, the battle of information. And maybe we need to tune out some of that that information and kind of have an introspective of what is informing us intuitively um, that that that's requiring our actual attention. You know, especially with trying to identify that, especially with the uh, Aries lunation that we're going to have. And when, you know, sun actually moves into Aries and, you know, the spring equinox and everything, you know, we need to activate the mind and it would activate even our, our speech in that process and, and get us to vocalize and even have that internal vocalization to ourselves of uh, the good, you know, what do they call that? Uh, self-talk to get us with what we need to do, you know, especially that's going to be also a thing with Mercury and Aries as well. And speaking as a Mercury and Aries and, you know, they're, it's 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 leading us up to this point right and and if anyone's felt tired or you know unable to do things i mean we are at the end of this big cycle saturn just came into pisces and now we have the lunation in aries well it's going to be this is the first time in a long time it's not the first time ever but it's the first time in a long time that on the world point which is zero aries where everything begins everything start the real new year the real astrological energetic new year is zero aries march 21st and the lunation the the new moon is actually on that point. It's on zero Aries. So this is a brand new beginning that we're walking into. And the sky clock is giving us that affirmation of that, that it is this, this past week I've been exhausted and I even had a Mm -hmm. few frustrated days that I I haven't had like that in a long time where I just shut my phone off because that we're in that Pisces ending type of vibe where everything Mm kind of gets heavy and everything is ending and it's time to enter a new season. And now it is time to enter a new season in our lives. And this, uh, this, year is supposed to be kind of like the beginning of the new but there's still that old lingering around but it is the spark and it doesn't mean mm. it's an easy year 
birth is never, you know, painless. Yeah, we're still in the construction zone. Yeah, basically. So it's but this this lunation cycle with Aries ruling the self and ruling your passion and ruling what you you truly desire and the energy that you have to go get it and all of that. Well, we're about to get a new moon, a new egg or seed planted in that right in that area, right on the world point. So the world is ready to birth into something new. But like I said, the traveling through the birth canal is not an easy it's not an easy and painless thing. And that's where we're about to enter. We just basically are, are finishing up dying as a society, Pluto, ret- mm-hmm. uh, Pl- uh, Pluto return, right? And so uh, Pluto mm-hmm. just did its return and all that stuff. And, and symbolically and archetypically, it, he's, he's bringing in death for a new rebirth. And then ironically, as he does his return this year, right? And, and he's now entering a new sign. Well, now we have a new moon right on the world point of zero Aries, which is not so rare, but quite rare. It, it is rare. So it's, it's not something that happens every year. And so now it's time to birth the new self of the collective and it's going to take the death of the old self. And then also in our own, you know, in our mm-hmm. own astrology in our own charts in our own lives. And, and if you would, if you were um, curious to know where that would be in your life of where, where you're going to have that brand new rebirth and that brand new self, you'd have to look at your chart or have someone look at your chart. And do you have to see what house and what planets are aspecting that house and what's in that house and all that and see where that you're having that brand new birth of self and uh, where it's time to begin a brand new journey. And that's what it's time for. But it's also that Saturn and Pisces saying, well, what has to die? What ideals have to go? And that's where that's going to linger for two and a half years where we'll, we'll be having that push and pull of new Aryan energy of new self and new journey and new adventure and all of that. But Saturn and Pisces going, well, wait a minute, your ideals, you know, some, some of us might get that whole like check at the door of like your ideals haven't changed though. And to fit the new mold of the new self, you need to let go of that and have more faith in the new. And that's, and if you learn how to see the astrological story, that's a perfect way of seeing it. And that's what we're walking into. Mm. So there's good and bad, of course, but as always, astrology is hermetic. That means that it doesn't care what you think is good or bad. It has no care mm. of that. It just is what it is. Yeah. You know, a tornado is going to go through a, a town or whatever. It doesn't know what's going to do. It's, it's unbiased. Nature is unbiased. It just happens. Mm-hmm. And astrology would be part of that realm of nature. It's just more on the metaphysical side of nature, but it is there and it is part of the realm or nature. Uh, natural place that we live in and it resides. So it's going to happen in whatever way, unbiasedly. Don't take it personal. Hmm. Just do the work. That's all. You know, easier said than done, but got to do the work. Yeah. But perfectly said though. I mean, the way I, to metaphorically paint a picture, like I just said before, it's like we're in the construction zone. But the thing is the universe has given us okays on all our permits that we need to, to build and everything. You know, the cleanup crew is, is, is cleaning out, you know, the rest of whatever remains and stuff uh, to, to from the old structure as well. And this is the point where we're going to start laying down the cement for the foundation. But the thing is, though, is make sure that you, you know, <laughs> you, you make sure you have you're following the schematics. Say the schematics are, uh, you know, maybe necessarily maybe your your chart and your desires and wills and stuff like that. Maybe sure those things are in line. Make sure your rebars are in place in the cement and don't get caught in the cement as it starts to dry. You know, <laughs> don't, don't, don't bury the somatic, the, 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 the schematics in the cement and then it dries and then, Oh shit, I don't know what I'm building. You know, this is the thing where you, we're, we're coming into that needing to kind of uh, intentionally identify what it is we're trying to move towards. Even if it's not even 
an action and not even if it's not even an action and an outward thing what are we trying to accomplish or even what our state of being um and, and these are the questions to ask yourself so when we're asking questions of who done this and who did that and did it whatever and what rituals are being done uh, maybe we should not focus so much on that attention of that but more so asking ourselves the question is what have i done you know what have i neglected what um what is actually fueling me and and creates a a a a feeling of of either self-love or happiness and you know what where is it that i want to see myself kind of go down the road like i said don't get caught in the cement while it's drying you know you're in the process of building your foundation so so build it and build it and and build it properly you know get it get it in order because as we go along too there's going to be a lot of information to come and and on a lot of, you know, there's still going to be, of course, trickster type energy that's going to happen along the way. It's not just this. Everything's going to be airy fairy now, all of a sudden, like. This is the point where we're preparing ourselves to deal with, um, you know, unsteady scaffolding, <laughs> you know, people not showing up to work. <laughs> yeah, it's already like that's, that. And that's already been happening. And we have to accept that it's happening. And mm-hmm. and. and- Go, go with the flow in a certain area like you have to go with the flow and you have to let things go and surrender but there's also like you were saying before like the universe has given it given us those permits to say but you know you're good to start building over here mm-hmm. it's just you got to just make sure you do the cleanup job over here mm-hmm. and that's got to be completely cleaned out or you really can't start fully putting your attention to building the new you know mm-hmm. you might have the permit but you can't start building until you have all this taken care of and you've done the cleanup job and that's kind of where we're at as a society as a collective and individually as well and the the goal here for me i think would be the most logical here and most to 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 something to value and hold on to while we go through this is the more that you work on yourself and you figure out these things in your own journey and you've cleaned up your own mess and that you've taken your permit start building the new that's how you're going to you're going to start help building the new world and just by pointing fingers and yelling and screaming about other things has its place and it is okay to do and i support all those channels that do a great job at doing that and this is not a rip job on that but our job if we're because if we were just another conspiracy or astrology channel then what's the point of what what, you know we we have to bring our own unique perspective here Mm -hmm. and that that is our, our our unique perspective it's like okay all the conspiracy community in the fringe they're they're doing their thing and they specialize and in the astrology, we want to be probably more part of that because that's more of the divine order mm. of things. And that's how it's what we truly believe. This is something with Saturn and Pisces. We don't need to check that at the door because we know how we feel about that. Mm. I know how I feel about that, you know, speaking for both of us, but for myself, I know yeah. how I feel about that, you know? And so with that, I know what I'm going to be going into in this next two and a half years with Saturn and Pisces. But I also know that with the building of the new world, it starts with me. You know, if I don't build myself up and I don't get my own things in place, I am worthless to society and I'm worthless to other people. The only thing I can bring is maybe a good joke and some advice and this and that, but I want to be able to do more. And that's Mm -hmm. my mission. If I spent all my days on the internet or TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, and I'm just following what the bad guys are doing, am I working on myself or am I just watching another, basically a reality TV show of how, you know, there's the good guys and the bad guys and who's going to win. And I'm Mm -hmm. part of the good team, I guess. Right. And so like with that, Am I just going to sit here or if I'm going to be part of the good team, instead of just knowing thy enemy, I got to know thyself. And by knowing thyself, I could do the work and then I could actually make improvements on my own life and those around me and then and hopefully leak out into society itself in the mass. So that's our job. 
you know, like if we were just to be another channel and podcast to talk about the same old stuff. I mean, you have plenty of channels out there that if you just want to go watch the fringe and get your dopamine hit and there's plenty of great astrology channels that don't want to even, I think a lot of them are not even aware of mm. the, the darker side. I think that's the Pluto Scorpio's job. That's like, we're sitting in the middle, like, yeah. oh no, there's a dark side over there. You can't be all love and light over here. But that's our job, is that we're like that bridge. The millennials that are awake, we're like the, we're the bridges. We're, we, we say, hey, there's dark over here and there's light over here. But mm. if you're too over on the light, you're full of shit. And if you're too over on the dark, you're just wasting your time and you're just getting distracted. So it's about integrating and bringing that Plutonic energy, Scorpio being ruled by Pluto, mm-hmm. is our job is to merge the light and the dark and when we do that we're doing our job as say a, uh, as a subcollective as a pluto and scorpio and millennials but then also at the same time we're bringing awareness and doing our thing mm. and that's why we i would like i was saying in the beginning not that we have a bigger job but we do yeah we're extracting the valuable as a pluto scorpio as we are the pluto scorpio we are extracting the valuable material below the surface that is our job. So yeah, um, they're 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 great initiative. A lot of these channels excavating. Yes, we're, we're exactly we're ex- excavating the even you know the information from other sources and everything, and you know these other channels and stuff like that. And you know, not not just saying we're doing the dig job. You know, like you know, oh, we're we're, we're digging, we're looking for gold. You're looking for gold, but have you found the gold? You know, you're you're kind of skating right past it. It's like they're digging and digging and digging and then going right past it. Or if you if you're digging for gold, are you just going to sit and point at it mm-hmm. and let the guy in the suit take it while you're sitting there pointing at it? Like, hey, there's gold. Yeah, I dug and there's it. There's this guy <laughs> coming in to steal. Yeah, right. I might have dug it up, but there's this guy is coming yeah. to steal it and he's going to use it to control me. Or are you going to actually dig it up, mm-hmm. make it something useful for yourself, and then go and actually and then and then come and bring and be a good human and come in and say. Hey, I got my fix and I got what I need and my resources and I've done the digging job. So I get to take some first and all that. But hey, I found gold over here. You guys should come check it out and then grab that gold and use it for yourself and use that, mm-hmm. you know, and as an analogy, that's like us bringing the information and, and doing the best we can. And, and, and I, I'll say this a lot. I give praise to a lot of other channels because we wouldn't have this information if it wasn't mm-hmm. for people like Rupert Sheldrake, Ken Wheeler, Santos Bonacci, Lindsay Harris, um, you know, channels like Video Advice and mm-hmm. Daily Motivation and uh, things that I watch lately, uh, Savan Bomar. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, there's so many, like, gold's already out there, and you just got to know where to look. And mm-hmm. it actually comes, there's a lot of other people that already have found some gold mm-hmm. mines, and it's it's just vital that you mm-hmm. you take the, the, the pieces of nutrients you need from them, say thank you and move on yeah. sometimes. Or if you, they, they, you fully resonate with certain things, you go down that path, and I already did that. And I know now that it's like there's an individuation part to this where like I'm not just attached to a channel or to a topic or to some esoteric Mm. teaching or to astrology where I have some things that are more important, but I am in an individuation process so that by individuating and by figuring things out myself or life itself and all that in my journey that I can yet then bring it to the collective and be something useful and valuable and intrinsic to the minds and peoples of the world as much as I can. And that's a big dream of mine. Mm. And I hope that I, I pull it off, whether it's in truth or whether it's in music or my art or whatever it is. And I'm sure I know that Geo feels the same exact way. Yeah. We got to learn how to process the raw material that's being excavated. That's yeah. all in all. Yep. All in all. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Well, what do you think? I, I, I think so. I think, I, I think, I think we're good on that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, we'll get more into now, you know, in the next talk, 
a little bit deeper dive into the morph fields and everything and even just some correlations with that um but we appreciate everybody listening once again be sure to hit that like button if you haven't already comment share share your experiences um as well in the comment section make friends um Give, yeah. a, give us praise, talk your shit, whatever mm-hmm. you'd like to do. Yeah, share it out with others too. Maybe some people that you know that kind of get hung up on the conspiracies and stuff like that, you know, and and kind of help give that alternative view and everything and stuff too. If you haven't subscribed already, subscribe too. If you're a new listener, you know, we got a lot of, a lot of new things coming. Um, we'll be announcing once again when the website is going to be live. We'll let you know any updates as far as, you know, subscriptions and, you know, what types of things that inquires as well. Once again, the website is theintrinsicminds.com, theintrinsicminds.com. And um, can you uh, can you can you spell that for people? I I almost did last time and I said, what? No. Um, yeah, so that'll be going live. And and that's 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 going to be that's going to be so crucial between newsletters and all the in-betweens from episodes and stuff too, and just better organization. Hey, that's, that's our structure. So, yeah. Right. And we're working on, I mean, even in my own personal life, mm-hmm. I'm working on structure. And then with this, it's the same thing. Like I guess the, the, the hardest part about all this is there's so much information and not a lot of channels are playing the, you know, the middleman mm-hmm. in a sense, or trying to excavate everything they spent. And I've, we said this last episode, it's like they try to specialize and they kind of jump around and they, they hit dopamine spots of people's minds and, and things that are extremely valuable and I'm not undercutting them at all, but we have so many topics, so many things to hit and we're trying to bridge them ourselves and how do we package them and how do, but it's coming and we'll figure it out. And you know, when you, when there's a, well, there's a way. We also don't have a team. We also don't have a team of editors or anything and stuff. Uh, everything that's done is going done, done by us. So, right. you know, that's the other thing that requires time and attention and energy as well along with trying to dig deep into the information ourselves and, and us learning through the process. Um, so that's why, you know, all the support we can get is much appreciated and, and allows us to just do more and bring this to the next level of us processing all the raw material that we've excavated. You know, there's a lot more that we could do with it. So do it up. And on that note, we thank you again, like, like, subscribe, comment, do all the things that you can to help us out. And we'll be there for you as much as we can too. And we'll keep you updated and all that. And, uh, we appreciate all of you. Our thanks. And, um, until next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.